Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of LockerDadsReport.com. And you guys can always reach out to me on any one of my social handles on Twitter at Locker underscore Report, on Instagram, LockerReport100, all small cats. And also, you guys can follow me on Facebook at LockerReport.com Locker, um, Locker and also like a talk podcast that so you can check me out and see the show itself with me talking about some NFL, NFL within the NFL. Thanks a lot for tuning in, guys. I know you guys can be doing a lot of the things, but for you guys to take your time out to hear what's going on in the NFL, trust me, it is definitely always an honor. Now, this week's show, definitely going to talk about a lot of things, a lot of stuff to get to, and also week 11 of the NFL, we're going to talk, we're going to talk about what the regional combine players did in week 10, and they were on fire. Uh, we're going to preview chat. We're going to be preview 11, but we also want to talk about a historical moment that's going to happen for the NFL this week, and we're going to get to that in the um, in the show shortly. But we're going to jump right into what happened with the players from the NFL Regional Combine in week 10. Now, week 10 was one of those weeks where everything that you could you know could think of in terms of great play from the players from the NFL Regional Combine, anything you're probably just going to imagine had happened. Anywhere from scoring touchdowns, making big stops, you name it, it happened. And these guys definitely stepped up to the plate. Now, we're going to start off with the matchup with the player from the Jacksonville Jaguars, wide receiver, Kenan Coles. Now, the Packers pretty much having a fantastic season as usual. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, they they struggling. You know, I don't want to say as usual, but yeah, as usual. You know, but if we can set aside, um, I would say the expectations of the Jaguars, how they were their brief history, you know, how they pretty much was challenged with a lot of ups and downs. Let's set aside, you know, let's set aside that you know they only won one game so far this season. Let's set aside from there, and let's focus on a certain player, a particular player that is merging to become a leader, and that's wide receiver Keenan Coles. Now, Keenan Coles is having himself a stellar season, really showing not only in Jacksonville but around the league quietly that he's someone to definitely watch out for um, for the years to come because he's really carrying uh, a lot with this team, doing a great job with him and D.J. Clark, uh, another pass catcher for the, uh, for the uh, Jacksonville, is having an exciting season. Now, this legendary regional combine platform, um, stand out, finished this game with five receptions for 47 yards, but he did have two huge touchdowns. He pretty much scored all their touchdowns in this game and almost, almost were looking to try to be the savior for this matchup. They fell a little short, but however, Keenan Coles definitely, definitely had made his impression very, very deep in this game. Now, it all started in the second quarter, 
with 10 minutes and 23 23 seconds left on the clock when the Packers had to line up for the punt the ball to Jacksonville. Um, Packers punter John Scott lined up, did his normal thing, kicked a deep punt, and that's when Cole filled the ball deep from their own nine-yard line. Next thing you know, a couple blocks here and there, that's when Cole took it from there, used his 4-3 speed to take the ball down the field. Now, of course, in every punt return or kick return, it doesn't matter. Pretty much the line of defense is that particular special team's um, um, kicking specialist. And in this case, Scott was the last line of defense to keep Cole out the end zone. Now, in most cases, you probably see the guys would either do something to try to run the kicker over, you know, or try to do something spectacular just to make the kicker look bad. Well, in this game, Coles didn't try to run him over, but he did figuratively break Scott's ankles. As when Scott was approaching him, that's when Cole had sped up. And when he dipped to the inside in front of Scott and then bounced right back to the outside, that's when you saw Scott stumble over his foot. <laughs> and it, it was very comical. If you did not see the highlight, make sure you go to uh, Lock and Talk Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. You'll see the highlight is on there. But it was hilarious. And that's when you know you saw Cole wind up taking the ball into the field and into the end zone scoring his first punt return in his NFL career. So this is his first time special teams return. Many more will come from this, but that definitely was a great start to that game to really put a lot of pressure on the Packers because Jacksonville, believe it or not, had these guys on the ropes. Now, in the third quarter, with 10 minutes and 34 seconds left, that's when rookie quarterback Jake um, 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 Uton for Jacksonville has received the ball from shotgun formation on third and six from the Packers' 12-yard line. Now, Jake checked off to his right, went through his progressive, but when, as soon as he checked off to his right, he actually rifled the ball to Cole, who was actually in triple coverage. Solid clip. Make sure you check it out on uh, Lock and Talk podcast. Solid clip. The three to, uh, to beat the ball between uh, a triple coverage, and then Cole caught the pass and essentially just walked into the end zone. Now, before Coles were ready to walk out the end zone, there was something that he did not do the first time he scored in that game, and that was the Lambo leap. Yes, there's no fans in the stands, but everyone does the Lambo leap when they score. Home team, visiting team, doesn't matter. And so that's when Cole jumped in the stands. He and Clark jumped up right with him, and they sat in the empty stands, but it was still was a breathtaking event, something that he definitely enjoyed. He didn't enjoy the cold, but he definitely enjoyed that experience. Quote, Lambo Leap was actually pretty lonely, but it was cold. Me and Clark was up there sitting, hanging out with the invisible fans. My first time playing there, it was a great experience. I'm glad I got to do the Lambo Leap. Wish I would have done it twice, end quote. That was a quote that he had expressed, saying he wished he had jumped into the stands even the first time when he had that punt return. So that was a solid game for Coles, really leading the way for his Jacksonville Jaguar. Now, Robert Tunyon, tight end for the Green Bay Packers. In this game, he finished with three receptions for 33 yards. Now, Detroit Lions wide receiver, Marvin Hall, was absent from the end zone since week two, but he got into the end zone this week. I mean, I mean, my fault, in week, um, week 10, where he was actually – the first one to put points on the board for the Lions in this strong contest against the Washington football team. With seven minutes, 22 seconds left on the, on the clock in the first quarter, Lions quarterback Matthew Stanford took the ball from in the center, dropped back, pumped fake towards the middle part of the field, and then also and all of a sudden released a deep bomb to the left 
side of the field where he saw Hall flying down the field. Hall essentially just ran a simple go route, and he just blew past Washington's cornerback, Kendall Fuller, and he caught the ball for a 55-yard touchdown to open the game. He was targeted three times in this game, had two catches um, for 61 yards, but he did get in the end zone where he belonged because he is a deep ball threat. Every time he gets a chance, they put his hands on the ball. So that was a solid, solid game um, on his part. Now, watching this linebacker, Cole McCombs, he racked up six tackles in this game. This game was forced in overtime. I can honestly say everybody who was watching this game, even probably some Lions fans, probably some of them, was definitely looking forward to seeing if Washington pulled off this game, knowing that Alex Smith was on the, was on the field, considering he had that devastating knee injury several years ago to come back to play on this level. It definitely was a very competitive game, and he was able to do his thing out there on the field. So kudos to Smith, although he can go to a regional combine, Still got to give that man um, a shout-out considering all the stuff that he had been through to get back onto the field. So that was a great, great thing. Now, for the first time for the NFL Regional Combine platform, there was something that a player was able to do that no player from the NFL Regional Combine has ever done. You listen to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you hear about NFL stars tomorrow today. Something that was never done, very exciting to see. It was almost bittersweet because it involved Tom Brady getting destroyed. <laughs> he got laid out. But he got laid out by an NFL regional combine player the first time someone from this platform to actually lay out Tom Brady. And I'm talking about Panthers defensive end, F.A. Obate. Now, this standout had a solid game. He finished with two tackles. But one of the tackles was that huge, huge sack they had against Tom Brady at a certain point of the time in the game where the Panthers were still trying to get back into the loop to try to make this game more interesting before Tampa just blew the doors off. But this part of the game was very was uh, very critical, and they won with a success in forcing the Bucks to kick a field goal. Now, in the fourth quarter, the 13 minutes and 35 seconds left in regulation, the Bucks faced third and 11 from the Panthers' 15-yard line. Brady received the ball from shotgun formation, and when he dropped back, now initially, Panthers' defensive end, Brian Burns, got the initial uh, pressure on Brady. But Brady was able to step into the pocket, still had his eyes down the field, and when he was ready to cop back, that's when F.A. came flying by, beating him around to his blind side, beating Ryan Jenkins, who was playing the you know, guard in that game, blew past him, Tech to Tom Brady, took him down. Tom Brady almost lost the ball, but the vice grips that he had on his hand, he did not lose the ball that occasion. And so they was forced to, um, to kick a field goal, but that was a major, major stop at F.A. First player from the NFL regional combine to put their hands on the goal that everyone determined in the NFL. So Tom Brady definitely went down by one of the NFL pioneers for the first time. Also in that matchup, Panthers linebacker Julian Stanford had two stops for the team. Now, Nick Needham, cornerback for the Miami Dolphins, had a solid game. He wound up getting his first sack of the season when he took down rookie's quarterback for the Chargers, Justin Hubert, down in this game. The first sack of the game pretty much came right off the edge. Initially, that first series that the Chargers had was 14 minutes and 31 seconds on the clock. Needham was lined up to the outside showing blitz, cornerback blitz and he pretty much came in untouched. Chase Hubert down, got him down, wrestled him down, 
for his first sack of the season. Great run support that Needham normally provides for the team anyway. So that was a solid, solid stop on Needham pulling off that big win, helping to pull off that big win and stopping the Chargers in that matchup. So great game for Nick Needham doing his thing for the Miami Dolphins. Now the San Francisco 49ers quarterback, Nick Mullins, he's taking over the starting reins for right now um, for the injured Jimmy Garoppolo. This He had a tough outing the week before in week nine going up against the Green Bay Packers, knowing that he had to go up against the New Orleans Saints. It definitely did not get any easy. However, this game was competitive early on, and Nick Mullins was out there giving it his all, not backing down. He did take a, a, a tough shot. I mean, this young man has really shown that, that, you know, his heart, his grit, his toughness, standing in that pocket no matter who's coming, he's going to stare it down and deliver that ball. If there's anything else other than take away from his playing, also to add the fact that he is an NFL quarterback, He's definitely going to have a big payday at the end of the season. The 49ers definitely, definitely have a lot to think about, a lot to talk about in regards to this young man. Will they be willing to let him go, knowing that Jimmy Garoppolo is injured prone, or will they find some way to keep him there, to keep him happy, to back him up, just in case if Jimmy is not able to be there long-term as far as the physical-wise. But in this matchup, Nick Mullins attempted 38 passes, completed 24 of those passes, for 247 yards. He did um, throw a touchdown, but he also had two interceptions in this matchup. So that definitely was definitely was tough to watch cause, because I don't like to see my regional combine guys struggle out in the field. I want them always to have success. But that's not real life. They're going to have some ups and downs. Everything is not going to be perfect. But the only thing you just ask for, the player to play hard, and that's what Nick Mullins does time and time again game in and game out, play very hard. Also in this game, teammate Austin Walter, first time carrying the ball in the NFL, his first carry went for three yards, and he also had his first reception in the NFL, which went for 27 yards. And I tell you, when he caught that pass out the backfield, this young man was running hard. And like I said, like I said last week, he's going to get across that goal line sometime this season, and I'm looking forward, and I'm going to be right there to watch. Houston, uh, Houston Texas linebacker Terrell Adams, been talking about him for the past several weeks. He finished with seven tackles in this matchup, um, coming in second. He didn't lead the team in tackles this week, but that's all right. He's going to have a, a, another opportunity in week 11, and we will talk about that briefly. You're listening to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars and tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of LockerDashReport.com. We're going to take a quick pause, pay some bills, and we come back. I'm going to talk about this historical event that's about to unfold in the NFL for Week 11. And make sure you guys stay tuned. If you want real discussions on politics, social issues, racial issues, and other topics, then tune into the Bachelor News Radio Show. Listen live every Monday and Thursday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern at blogtalkradio.com. And if you miss the show, you can listen every Monday through Saturday at 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern and every Sunday at 5 a.m. and 3 p.m. at thebachelornews.airtime.pro. Listen and be informed. All right. Welcome back to the Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow and also where you can hear about the Donaldson Files with Tom Donaldson and Coco Koshny. Tom Donaldson and Coco discuss 
politics from the right and the left while giving you entertainment news and guests. Listen every, every Tuesday and Wednesday from 6 to 7, and make sure you check them out every day from 3 a.m. and 10 a.m. on the bastardnews.airtime.pro. Stay listening. Be informed. Now, before the quick break, we talked about where I mentioned how week 11 of the NFL is going to be a historical week pretty much the most important week of this uh, NFL season. And it definitely cannot be um, go unnoticed. And definitely, definitely want to talk about the greatness of what the NFL is doing right now. Now, week 11, Monday night football game. Yes, we know about the Los Angeles Rams and we know about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We know how it's going to you know, play a major, major role with the playoffs um, seeding as the teams continue to move forward and push towards uh, a, a season that's really that's really competitive in the NFC, which is always. But it's something a little more, something a little bigger for this particular weekend um, in regards to Week 11. And what I'm talking about for us with Week 11, the officiating crew that's going to officiate this game. Now, this will be the first time, the very first time in NFL history over 100 years now, we know that 100 years, you know, African-Americans, you know, it was a different time for us. And when we talk about change in the country and we talk about equality and injustice, you know, something that I don't necessarily qualify to talk about because I'm not that smart in that area. But what I do know was fair was fair and something to be acknowledged. And I know time plays a role, but when change actually comes and when there's something that's different to make the playing field even, it always needs to be talked about and always needs to be praised. And then from that point on, that's when we can actually start look to look towards something great. For the first time, this Monday Night Crew will be the first all-black officiating crew to host, to officiate a Monday Night Football game. Yes, it's going to be a great time. Something to look out for. Um, you're going to hear Countless people talking about it. It's going, to, it's, going to, it's going to eventually be a big buildup. You probably hear everybody talking about this thing on Monday. But I'm giving you guys a scoop now if you did not know that. Now, NFL Executive Vice President of Football Operations, Troy Vincent, ever since he got into the office, since he took over that role for the executive role with the NFL, he had always been about equality. He always been about making a, the, the playing field even or speaking against um, injustice in this country. Um, but also at the same time, wanted to make sure that within the NFL, that it was always, always an even playing field. So long before everything that's before us in this country, how it's really showing how the injustice, you know, how they, how this country is really struggling, continue to struggle with racism, not saying that it's going to be over. It's still going to be something that we all have to deal with as a country, but their change is being made. And this is something that Mr. Vincent has been a part of long before this whole thing just hit us in our face. And for him to be a part of this, to help make this event historical, all black crew during a Monday night game, it is a big deal. And he had said something, and I'll quote, this, is, this historical Week 11 crew is a testament to the, to the countless and immeasurable contributions of black officials in the game, their exemplary performance, and to the power of inclusion that is the hallmark of this great game, end quote. So this is something that 
he's been longing for, a lot of people have been longing for, and of course, of course, the officials themselves, something they've been longing for. Now, I do have the distinct pleasure of saying I know this man and talk to these guys all the time, especially Mr. Jerome Bogart, who is a referee. Mr. Jerome Bogart, the referee, he's, he's going to be in charge of this crew, and this crew will be assembled um, with Empire Barry Anderson, down judge Julian Mapp, line judge Carl Johnson, side judge Dale Shaw, field judge Anthony Jeffers, and back judge, back judge George Steed. Now, these guys spending time with them at the clinic, picking their brain, trying to understand the game so I can be able to report on it and humanize it. And then seeing these guys in the background, I tell you, these are everyday dudes that love the game, but they're passionate about it and they care about this game. This is why when you go to lockerdashreport.com, you see NFL caretakers. That's the NFL officials because they take, they care about the game. They take care of the game. And that's the part that I really enjoy about these guys. So they really do care about the game. And Jerome had spoke on this, my mental occasion quote, I am proud of my heritage and excited about my participation in this historical game. The opportunity to work with a great group of black officials and exhibit our proficiency in executing our assignment is something I am really looking forward to, end quote. So the excitement is there. It's definitely building up. I'm excited about it. Everyone's excited about it now. Out of the 11, out of the 17 officiating crews, there are four African-Americans that are referees in this league. They talked about Jerome. Now, Ron Tolbert, great guy. Um, Andre Hill, great guy. Sean Smith, another great guy. High-class guys with high standards, great careers on and off the field. This crew definitely, um, these guys will definitely get their chance as well. But Jerome Bogart is going to kick it off for these guys starting in week 11. So make sure you guys, if anything, if anything, whether if you don't like the Bucks or whether you don't like the Rams, this is Monday Night Football, people are going to watch it anyway. But make sure you look at it for another reason, as this, as this is a historical reason. I mean, it's a historical event for the NFL, week 11, their first all-black officiating crew to, to, to officiate a Monday Night Football game. So that's the big news about week 11. Now we're going to get to week 11 itself in regards to the NFL, in regards to the players from the NFL Regional Combine, because there are some great, great matchups to watch out for with these guys. So these guys are coming for it. They are not playing, and they know that the stretch is almost here, and they're, going ready, and they're ready to get down. Now, when we talk about Week 11 of the NFL, we're going to jump right to pretty much the biggest game in, involving the NFL Regional Combine players, and also actually one of the bigger games this weekend, talking about the Green Bay Packers going against the Indianapolis Colts. Now, this matchup, we're going to have Robert Tunyon, the tight end for the Packers, going up against Kenny Moore II for the Indianapolis Colts. Now, both players are having a great year, having a good year. Uh, I do see Kenny Moore pushing hard for a Pro Bowl selection, although they're not going to play a game. They're going to play a video game, but they're not going to be on the field playing. But nonetheless, there will still be some Pro Bowl players. I really believe that more is going to be one on this year. Now, watch out for these two players going to clash. Number 85, Robert Tunyon for the Packers, going against number 23 and more. Now, Robert plays very good small ball. Kenny Moore played against the small ball very well, talking about underneath the slot. Watch out for this matchup. Also, Kenny 
more love to provide run support, which is something that they're going to need from him going up against this Packers team that actually finally have a decent running game. So make sure you watch out for this matchup between Robert Tunyon for the Packers and Kenny Moore, the second for the Indianapolis Colts. Now, the Miami Dolphins are rolling right now, and their defense is pretty much the headline of their whole um, rebirth this season, being at 6-3. and three. A part of that, we know about Q, uh, Kumar Cruchet-Hill, linebacker for the Dolphins. They also know about Nick Neenaham, who is the cornerback for the Miami Dolphins. He had his second sack of his career, his first one this season, going up against the Chargers um, in, week, um, in week 10. So let's watch out for this matchup of what he's going to do against the Denver Broncos as he, too, give great run support, get his number called to blitz the quarterback. Let's see what he's going to do in putting pressure on quarterback and still making that defense, a legitimate defense, as they, these guys starting to put together a strong, strong run defensively in the NFL towards the playoff push. Now, New York Jets, these guys get to travel to Los Angeles to face the Chargers. In this matchup, we have some receivers on both sides. Vincent Smith for the Jets, number 17, and Tyrod Johnson for the Chargers, number 83. Watch out and see, out of these two players, who's going to make the big play? Who's going to be out there to do that thing to help make that team successful in this, in this win? Someone's going to win. The Jets looking for their first win. The Chargers trying to get that third win. This is the Charger team that has been in every game um, other than the Bucks game with that blowout, but they've been in every contest. They just lose it at the end. We're going to see what's going to break, what's going to happen when they go up against each other in this matchup on Sunday. Now, another pair of wide receivers to look out for, Detroit, Detroit Lions, Marvin Hall, and Panthers uh, wide receiver, Seth Roberts. Seth Rob- Roberts has been kind of quiet still gelling with his new system after being with the Ravens last year and spent several years with the Las Vegas Raiders. So he's still making himself more uh, acclimated with the system. Also watch out for Brandon Zildra, who is making efforts to get more playing time with the offensive unit. So watch out for these matchups with these guys on Sunday. Also, I want you guys to also monitor another good matchup. Now, we talked about Keenan Coles in the beginning part of the show talking about what he did against the Packers in week 10. Now, week 11, same situation, you know, as far as let's get past all the Jacksonville Jaguars past history, and that's focused on number 84, Keenan Coles, if you guys want to watch. The Pittsburgh Steelers are for real. That's I've said on the show many a times. I never count the Steelers out. This team is always, always, in the mix. Other than last year, we want to skip that because we know Kyle Rudolph, you know, really didn't help their case, but it's all right. Big Ben is back. I mean, I say Kyle Rudolph. I mean, Mason Rudolph, my apologies. But Big Ben is back. The Steelers are legit. They are showing that this team is making a strong um, postseason run, trying to get to the Super Bowl. It will be great to see, you know, the um, the, the silver, the steel curtain in the Super Bowl going up against the Bucks. I didn't say anything. You didn't hear that from me. But either way, still going to be a good matchup. Let's see how Coles is going to go up against this vaunted Steelers defense on Sunday. Also, Houston Texans, Patriots. We got Adams, Terrell Adams, who's been having a stellar season so far. Then we're going to look on the Patriots side with Brandon Copeland, their linebacker. Who's going to make the big stop? Who's going to make the big play for their team to help seal a win? Right now, the the Patriots are hot. Cam Newton, these guys got them rolling. 
on a two-game winning streak, a very impressive um, matchup against the Ravens in Week 10, how they was able to slow down um, Lamar uh, Jackson and that Ravens offense. So that was a key, key game for the um, for the Patriots to win, a game they can actually hold their hats on as a game that they can look back and say, hey, listen, we can go up against the best in this league. long as we continue to play our game and not try to be something that they aren't, you'll see the Patriots still doing their thing. Although without Tom Brady, that is explosive, but they will continue to slow the game down, muck it up a little bit, something that the Patriots are used to doing anyway, but they actually have a quarterback in Cam Newton that's also going to be a running threat to still make this team very physical on the offense, offense side of the ball. So let's see how Adams is able to stop and make his presence felt against this Patriots team and trying to stop their quarterback, number one, in Cam Newton. Also, Cole McCombs on the Washington football team, linebacker, going up against the Cincinnati Bengals, wide receiver Mike Smith. Mike Smith did score his first NFL touchdown early in the season. Uh, haven't crossed that goal line yet. Looking for him to cross it sometime soon. Hopefully it'll be against this game here. And we definitely want Cole to continue to have himself a solid year for this Washington football team. So watch out how he get close to 10 tackles. It's going to happen. He's that good of a defensive player linebacker in the league, up and coming. So make sure you guys stay tuned and check out all those matchups in regards to the NFL regional combine players. You listen to Locker Talk on the Batch of News uh, radio network where you hear about NFL starts tomorrow today. Make sure you guys continue to follow me on Twitter, the locker underscore report, Instagram, lock report 100, all smart caps, Facebook, lockreport.com, and locker talk podcast on Facebook. And also, make sure you guys check me out every day from 2 to 2.30, an hour long, from 2 to 3 o'clock on the bachelor, on, on, on the bachelor news dot airtime dot pro. Make sure you guys tune in, check out the show, be informed, and make sure you guys pay attention to week 11 of the Monday Night Football game. All black officiating crew. Can't wait. Everyone stay blessed and stay safe. Talk to you guys soon.